Welcome to the Aquarimax Audio Show with Russ and Kim. We provide information on all kinds of aquarium-related topics. This is episode 325, recorded March 27th, 2017. Greetings, Aquarimaxers. Hi, guys. Today, we have an episode that is uh, unique. You know why? Why? Because we have two contributors from Carnforth, UK. <gasps> The one and only has two people yeah. talking to us from it. Right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I have a few things to talk about as well, but that's that's where we're going to start. But you're not talking from Carnforth. No. You're talking from Leighton. Right. Okay. Let's get started. Okay. You want to do you first? or, or um, first? Let's, let's go to Carnforth first. Okay. Um, so I post, I've shared one of the videos, Mike, sorry, Mick, I was just talking to my brother-in-law, Mike, over the weekend that's why i shared one of the videos that mick sent us from um his trip mm-hmm. to the continent continental europe yes um and i was thinking it was from the convention but i guess it, it was from a pet store so claire um said this is the group mick bought a pair from an aquarius and i'm i'm gonna i don't i don't know veldwi i don't know aquarius i don't, know how to pronounce I, that, don't I don't speak it don't speak in it. holland they are back in the one and only Carnforth now and settling well in our living room display tank. And so they're really cool fish. Yeah. So yeah. I messed up where the fish were from, I guess. But okay. he did get them on his trip. <laughs> yeah. And now they're back in his living room, and it sounds like our kids are still awake. So hopefully you guys don't hear that. <laughs> they're not settling in. No, not particularly. They're resisting going to bed. That's okay. We'll Sleep is wasted on the young. True. Okay. Well, they're really cool fish, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about them yeah. in just a minute. And uh, we have a couple communications from, from Mick catching up on those fish. He says, Hi, guys. Really glad you were all okay, if not a bit shaken after the car accident. I managed to turn a Land Rover on its head down the motorway over here a few years back. It's a scary experience. Ooh. That would be really scary. Yeah, that would be even worse, I imagine. That would be really freaky. Hooray yeah. for seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said, I thought I would send you a PowerPoint I have made from my trip last week. Um, and it did come through, so we will put that up yeah, um, on the page on the page for this episode. And it's cool. He's got some really nice pictures in there of fancy pet stores. Wow, including apparently the biggest pet store in the world. Yeah, and he's got some fun pictures there too, which I won't spoil by telling you too much about. But you've got to see it because it's just—it's not only fun and exciting and made me feel like oh, I want to go work in that pet store. Too yeah. bad it's so far away. But he also has some just fun stuff that's just yeah. amusing. So so you should go see it. Yeah. So the Nigerian Reds, those are the ones that were in the video, right? Yes. Okay. The Nigerian Reds ate the eggs they spawned. I am not surprised as they had just gone in the tank a couple of days before. Hope for better luck again soon when they have had time to settle in. Yeah. They're, they're really nice fish. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Crebensis, and these are a relative of the Crebensis, and they look... They look amazing. I really like them. So I, I really hope that they spawn for you and you're able to get those going. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, spawn again for you, of course. But yeah, as you said... Well, that's what he actually talked to us again about. He sent us another message again. Which one? The one from Facebook that we just got this evening that you didn't put on here. Oh, did I miss one? <laughs> yeah. you got to tell me about that. No, I, I asked you. I said, do you have it over there? You said, I'm looking at it right now and you oh. read it to me. I did? You did. I'm confused. I'm seriously confused. What did it say? Oh, well, basically, he just said they spawned again, and he sent us a video of, of them, you know, exhibiting, protecting their eggs behavior. Oh, I thought you were talking about that message, because I saw the video. 
No, you you read the other one out loud oh, to I'm me. I said, so do you have it over now. there? And you read it out loud to me. I'm sorry. I'm really confused. I thought that they had spawned once, and then he said they ate them. But you're telling me that they spawned once, they and ate they ate them, them and then they and spawned, then they spawned again. again. Okay. And wow. now the dad was out swimming around in the video protecting the eggs, and the mom was watching over him and stuff. So Okay. Um, so we'll... we'll share that video I was chronologically confused so they have spawned again I just thought that was yes. the first one and this message came after because of the way messages were being forwarded and everything so I'm really confused but oh. I'm not so confused anymore I'm just glad that they actually spawned again so yeah, hopefully so that works this time yeah so maybe he'll get some pry out of it yep, yep that would be good would be yeah I, my first Crebensis spawn just to think of a related fish uh, they ate theirs and then the second time they hatched and there were only a small number of them and they ate those and then the third time was a charm and I got like 40 babies out of them that's nice which you know they can be bigger than that but it was a good number of fish I didn't really need more than 40 at the time unfortunately after that the male inexplicably died after the he couldn't handle parenthood I don't know what was going on so I ended up selling all the babies off and uh, and the mother off because what do you do with I, it yeah I could yeah. have gotten another male but that's what I did at the time anyway I digress. So let's go back to where we were. Uh, it ran away. That was all of it. You just get to talk to us now. No, but I had comments I wanted to talk about. What did I want to talk about now? I don't even remember. <laughs> we're oh. so organized. I do remember, actually. That's a long week. I'm just joking. I do remember what I wanted to talk are you, are about. Are you teasing me? Yes, a little bit. You're so naughty. But anyway, I, I wish we could have gone with Mick. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. But I'm glad he enjoyed it. It looked really awesome. I hope you all enjoy it vicariously as you watch the videos and check out his uh, PowerPoint and listen to us and everything about what he did. Um, so, I'm going to talk to you about two things. One, how many of you have ever kept Marimo Moss Balls? Not me. You haven't, that's true. You see them in pet stores a lot and uh, so on, but they're good in shrimp tanks, shrimp like to nibble on them you know things like that and they're really interesting structures because they're a type of algae that grows sometimes in in a spherical shape and sometimes in other shapes but they grow in spherical shapes based on the environmental conditions there and if they have like repetitive wave action it turns them into those balls sometimes which is cool are they trying to just hold themselves together and so a circle, a sphere is the easiest way to do that? Or? I think it's just a mechanical sort of thing. It's not like that necessarily that there's an advantage for the algae to be doing that. It's just, it's just the water mechanically the water it waves it around and together. it rolls up. And maybe there are benefits to it. I don't know. But it's it's interesting. And people have kept them in tanks for quite a while now. But generally in a tank, if you let it sit there for too long, it either starts turning into a carpet or it gets misshapen or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. So you have to take it back out and roll it. Interesting. Simulate what the waves would do in nature. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. And they're very, very common in the hobby now. There are people who sell them wholesale. In freshwater? Um, yeah. And they can live in slightly brackish water too, but they're generally freshwater. And you, you'll see them at like the big box pet stores being sold along with the bed is in little cups mm. these days. That wasn't always the case, but that's what you'll see now. So anyway, um, I purchased, and I probably talked about this on the podcast, it was nearly three years ago, I think, a type of moss ball that is a different species that is much smaller. It's a mini moss ball. It only gets to be about one inch. Um, 
in diameter, and uh, so it's a lot smaller because the Marimo moss balls can get quite a bit bigger than that, um, like five times that diameter, like five five inch diameter. Mm-hmm. So they get pretty big. Yeah, so their mass is much much bigger than than that. Uh, so um, anyway, I bought one, and for a couple of years it didn't really do a whole lot. It just lived because these moss balls really don't grow very fast. These mini ones, the other ones grow a little faster. So the, the mini one, I kept it in with my Opaula tank. I, that's that's where it was, in the Opaula tank. And kept it there for a couple of years. And then I started noticing little tiny moss balls all around in the tank. Very, the very, very small ones, yeah. And they were offshoots from it. So there were as many as... It was hard to count because they'd move around mm-hmm. because the shrimp would push them around and stuff. But I think there were at least four of them. And that was cool. But then, it, partly because if they grow so slowly, they're a nice thing to have around. It's not like some algae that you really don't want to have around because it grows too fast. And they seem to be growing in balls of their own accord. I didn't have to um, do anything about it. Uh, I didn't have to try to roll them up or anything like that. And uh, thought it was really neat. So, I had uh, the, the main one, the original one, just uh, a couple of months ago started to dissolve it not dissolve exactly but it started to disintegrate into little pieces as it started to and so I picked it out and thought well maybe if it's going to do this I'll just help it along a little bit and I started proceeded to separate the little pieces which strangely enough were already kind of formed into little balls each little piece was like another little tiny moss ball with a, some sort of no- nodule inside it or something and so I separated it, spread it around the tank, and now all of them seem to be growing and maintaining their ball shape, which is pretty cool. I probably have 30 or 40 of them. I don't know exactly. I haven't really counted now. And they seem to be doing their thing, uh, seem to be thriving. So I'm excited about that, that they might, uh, since they're growing, I'll eventually have a moss ball carpet as they you know they maintain their ball shape like i was saying so that would be a fun thing if you go to petshrimp.com and look up the moss balls you'll find they have there's a video there of the owner of petshrimp.com who has an aquarium the uh, bottom of which is entirely covered in a layer two or three moss balls thick the entire bottom of the aquarium and it's full of the opaula shrimp like we have um it's just carpeted in those so Apparently they're really hardy, they're very slow growing, they're very different from the moss balls that uh, are normally sold in terms of their size, their rate of growth, their growth habit, and their uh, tolerance for salinity because my Opaula tank is at 50% salinity and they're growing well and I don't think Marimo moss balls can handle 50%. 50% salinity, I, when I say that I don't mean... <laughs> Of course, that the liquid is 50% salt dissolved, and that would be ridiculous. What I mean is, it's 50% ocean salinity. Mm-hmm. So I made up some ocean salinity water and then diluted it with an equal part of fresh water. Fresh water. That's what I mean. And it works fine in there. So interested to see how that goes down. It'll probably take a while before we know a whole lot more about it, but it's been fun. Also, I had some bad news. I apparently did not put the python away in its bin properly, and it got left on the floor. And yesterday, 
One of the kids accidentally stepped on the gravel tube and split it. Which is very sad. And now I have to get another one. And it's my fault because it fell right out. Can you replace the part or do you have to get a hardening python? No, you can replace the part. um, Yeah, I just wish I had put it away. I knew, I thought I had put it away actually. And I must have, you know, sometimes it'll flip back out of the bin or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I just feel bad that I did that because now it's going to cost money. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's it's not that expensive to repair. Oh, they would probably pay me not to. Oh, no, I'm you guessing. sing so nicely. Sing us a song. Sing oh, us a fishy no. song. Do you remember when we sang Surface Area and I had was just getting over laryngitis and yeah, you had you a know cold? What? And I sounded terrible because we put it in a weird key and we were just doing it weird on the thing and we were being goofy. That's not real singing. That's us being ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's about it for I this week. I can sing. I know you can. You're really good at it. But... Um, Let's see. Where where was I? I think that's about all for this week, isn't it? You can sing. Not like you. Well, you can't sing soprano, but well. I can't sing bass. Oh, I have one more exciting bit. What? Okay. I have almost put fish in my 29-gallon. What point are you at? I'm at the point where I have substrate in there. I put the sand in. I put the rocks in. I'm not entirely happy with how the rocks turned out. But I can't really do anything about that because I have limited options with the rocks. And now I'm just going to move the fish out as soon as I get a good opportunity. It's going to take a while. So we'll see. I might do it as early as this Wednesday. And that will be fun because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And the tank's been cycled for a long, long time. And I just keep having to add ammonia so that it will stay cycled. And that is the thing that, you know, having to wait to put a tank together that's already cycled, that's... That's stressful. You really want to set it up. You want to just get to it. So hopefully I'll get to do that soon. And I'll post some videos and stuff. And you people decided can check what you're putting in there? I don't remember. Yeah. Are you yeah. moving the Julies in there? Uh, yes, I'm going to put the Julies oh, in there. Right. I'm going to put some barbs in there as dither slash target fish. And probably a few multis in there in the corner too. Because right now they're together in the same tank. And the multis are grown up. And the babies are fine. They don't eat them. So I might as well put a few of the multis in there too. Okay. That will be a good tank. Yeah, that will be fun. My multis are actually to the point where some of the baby multis are now, they look like miniature adults in that they have stripes like the adults. Some of the older ones do. So that's fun to see uh, their development reach that point. And there are still, of course, new ones being born. There's a new clutch, it seems like, every time I turn around. So So you got plenty. I got plenty. There's little ones uh, that are probably about a week or so old in there and then all the ages in between several months old the ones that have the stripes now so it's fun to see and apparently I don't even need to really give them Daphnia that often because I haven't been doing it that often I've been giving them microworms nearly every day and that seems to be enough microworms in the normal food and they're spawning and producing babies the only sad thing is I have one pair uh, that has produced one batch of fry and then the fry were growing up and suddenly disappeared and then I have another pair that is producing all the fry in the tank. And then another pair that is apparently not able to produce fry. Interesting. That is, they're paired up and they remain paired up most of the time, mm-hmm. but they just, they I've never any seen any fry. They, they maintain a territory, they have shells, they clean out, and you know, but no fry. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a fertility problem or what it is, compatibility, who knows. But what I would like to do at some point, I think, is keep maybe six or eight of the fry that are in the tank now sell off the others 
keep them when they're fairly small fry, and then buy a young pair that's unrelated and put it in the tank. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have like a new, new blood lines, two new bloodlines, or two different bloodlines going mm-hmm. on in the tank at the same time. And if I move everything around at that time, they shouldn't really beat on each other, and especially if I'm introducing older fish to a tank with younger fish in it. That should help. And maybe I can get something going so that... Because uh, I'm wondering if it's a genetic thing, you know. Too mm-hmm. much inbreeding is causing some infertility in some of them. And I have noticed that I do have some of the balloon multis in the fry. Yeah. The few, not a ton, but a few. And now it's going to take forever to get that out, which I think I mentioned before. I'm just going to have to... You're going to feed them to the call. I might have to do that. We'll see how it goes. It's food chain. It's natural. Yeah. It's not fun, though. Anyway... Now we're really done. Okay. I'm pretty the, sure. So, okay. ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start the outro music right now. Here, Here we go. go. Outro music. There it's it is. playing. Yep. And may the fish be with you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Aquarimax Audio. For additional episodes, please visit Aquarimax.com. To leave comments or questions that could be featured on an upcoming podcast, leave a message at 801-477. 0629 or email us at info at aquarimax.com.